Oh hey, Fancy Seeing You here. Welcome to the podcast. My name's Naomi. I'm your host, and this is Mindful Musings. A place where you get to learn all about fitness, nutrition, psychology, and how they're all deeply interconnected. Sometimes we take a tangent or two, but in the end, I thank you for joining me, thriving with me, and growing with me. Now, let's go learn something together, shall we? Hello, and welcome back to Mindful Musings. We have our intro together, and we're really starting to grow up as a podcast, aren't we? We're just a whole adult sort of, in a way. Welcome back. I'm super excited to talk about something that I've been working on today, something that's very near and dear to my heart. It is play. And when I say play, I mean play as a value set in your life, in your relationship. And I think as adults, we don't often think about playing. It's sort of like work, uh, Maybe some people like to go drink and that's their only way of tapping into play. But I have had the great fortune of surrounding myself with masters of play and I think that that is no accident. My partner is the embodiment of play. My best friend is amazing at play and she has an incredible sense of humor And I think that, I don't know, I have an interesting relationship with playing as a value and I think that I really value it in my relationships and I really value it, period, which is why I surround myself with people who are incredible at it. They're masters of play. And when I look at masters of play, it's effortless for them and it's not even childlike. It is... It's a lightness, and while they can move to heavy places, they are just as quickly and easily moved to play, and play isn't this thing that they do. It's sort of this, this, um, they sort of are. They are fun. They don't find fun, if that makes any sense. And so when I... I look at play as a value. To me, it's important because it keeps life light and bright and it's it's a huge part of what makes life worth living for me personally. And I think that I personally have a tendency to drop into data and analytics and it is... When I drop into that data and analytical place, because it's not my like knee jerk, it's not the thing that I'm first excellent at, but it is something that I've practiced and tried to be very good at. And over time, I've learned to collect data and be a way more analytical person than I ever was before. And I think in doing so, I've sort of lost my, I don't want to say my ability, but my closeness with play and my relationship with play has turned into something that I seek out and something that I almost observe. And sometimes 
I can almost feel like a fraud in play because I feel as though I'm watching it from the outside and that because I suffer from work, 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 aholism, that when I'm asked to play, I sort of can feel not only that it's not part of my identity and it's not what I am and something that I find, but it it starts to become sort of the opposite of work. And so if I embody work and work ethic and industriousness, it's incredibly difficult for me to let go and play. And while it's a huge value set of mine, and I enjoy play very much, I think that maybe a lot of you can identify with this. I think that as we grow up, we sort of leave play in the dust and we don't use it as a value and we sort of say that's for kids. But so much joy in life and it is found in play. My partner that is a master of play and embodies play plays all the time. There's little jokes, there's fun things, there's like tickling and poking and just teasing and like silly things all the time all the time and it's not it's not um it's just something he is it's effortless and i realize in my relationship history whether it's friendships or romantic partnerships i truly choose people to surround myself with who embody in our play they are masters of play they love to have fun and they love to joke and i think a lot of times we can put that off as oh i like someone who's funny i'm funny okay (laughs) i don't embody play there's a difference and i appreciate humor but i don't embody play i i will someday embody play but I'm not there yet. And I encourage you to find play as a value in your life because it keeps things, like I said earlier, light and it can bring in the darkest of times. I want to look to the left and the right of me. And even if it's really hard, I can still ask my best friend to have a little fun with me, even if things are difficult. I've been known to make the most morbid of jokes in the most horrible of times because I really value play and it might be poorly timed and it might not be the best thing, but it is, it's important to me. And if I look at, I think my family system growing up, my mother and father are both incredibly industrious, incredibly hardworking people. And that was almost beat into me whether I liked it or not. You know what I mean? It's like the culture of my family. And somehow, some way, my sister is incredibly good at play. She's has an incredible sense of humor and she's very fun. She knows how to play and she knows how to tease. And she is also one of my teachers in play when I look at those around me who really embody the value. And I think that when we're looking to grow certain parts of us, 
it is important to stop and ask yourself if there's any shame tied to the area that you're trying trying to grow if there's any sort of darkness surrounding it and and you don't have to indulge in it you just have to shine the light on it because shining the lights on the dark parts of us are saying i see you and i accept you for who you are and that you're there i'm not going to write a novel about the dark parts of myself but i certainly will shine a light and i'll say ah i see you because monsters grow in the dark and if you do not acknowledge the dark parts of yourself a monster will grow and when you're not looking it will come get you and i don't mean to say that to scare you but self-love and learning to grow and really really heal yourself i think has a lot to do with accepting all parts of yourself and shining lights on the dark parts of yourself and saying yeah that's part of me and it doesn't mean that you can't change or be different or grow in that area but what it does mean is with the with where i sit today here's where i'm weak and here's where i'm strong and in my mind that gives you power that gives you the power back to say you know what now that i know where i'm weak and where i'm strong i know exactly what to do to fix it or if i don't know what to do to fix it i know at least where to start which is just naming it and once you've named it and shown a light on it it can't grow. It's not going to get any bigger. You know, it's not going to live in the deep, dark parts of you waiting to just attack you and you're not looking. You just say, hmm, I see. And that's all. I don't know how I got on a tangent about that, but I do think that it's vitally important. And while we're on the topic of self-love and accepting yourself, The darkest parts of yourself are still a part of you and the greatest, lightest, brightest parts of you are still part of you and all of that is your human experience and to know thyself is so important and it's, those words are more powerful than, than, than measure and it's really important to sort of, I think, stand within yourself and say, this is who I am. And maybe I'm not proud of all of who I am, but this is who I am. And I know who I am. And I'm prepared and I have the tools to grow in the areas I want to grow. Or maybe I don't, but I will someday. And that starts to change the story and the narrative from a place of victimhood to a place of ownership and a place of this is me. You know, I write my own book. I am the captain of my own ship. I am... The master of my destiny right so it's it's when you when you don't like parts of yourself or there's shame around parts of yourself you're placing yourself in powerlessness you're telling yourself a story of powerlessness or by not telling that story at all and not shining a light at all on the area that you you don't love about yourself or you can't accept or you don't want to look at or you can't admit to yourself you are very much saying, I don't want to look over there, which is what? You're running. You're scared. It's okay to be scared. But when you come from a place of scarcity and not feeling safe and not acknowledging the things that you're scared of and not acknowledging the dark parts of you, 
you're placing yourself in a place of victimhood and you're not allowing yourself to step into the power that you have that exists within you that you've had all along and you're not allowing yourself to grow into that space and saying I know who I am I'm the kind of person that gets mad because I had to wait too long or I'm the kind of person that feels shame around xyz and as soon as you start to name the scarcity and the fear it shrinks you're not the victim anymore you stood up and you're the hero and you say yep not anymore that's not gonna happen anymore this happens all the time with with things all around us and there's over there's spilling over of energy into places that we don't understand and we don't realize that are happening when you have a scarcity victimhood area in your life even if it's small The energy spills over into other areas of your life. If you vibrate in the area of abundance, I'm abundant in love. Guess what? You're abundant in love. You're abundant in money. You're abundant in joy. You're abundant in all of the positive things of light because you're living in a place of abundance. Money is the vibration of abundance. You're not going to get more money by better marketing and trying harder and working harder. Maybe a little bit, but you know how you really make more money? You believe that you're going to. And I know that sounds crazy. But nobody that believes that they're going to do something and believes it with all of their actual heart and is being honest with themselves and has looked at the dark parts of themselves and acknowledged, part of me is scared. Part of me is scared if I succeed. Part of me is scared if I have all of the money that I thought I could ever have. Part of me doesn't think I deserve it. Part of me, X, Y, Z, there's a story there if you're not where you want to be. I'm using the example of money, but you can use this. There's a story there if you're not in the relationship you want, if you don't have the friendships you want. There's a story there. You're not a victim. You are the hero. You write the story. You live the life. You choose the vibration. You choose who you are. You choose. You pick every single day. You pick with your actions. You pick with the stories you choose to tell yourself. And for a lot of us, we learned to tell ourselves a story of we're not good enough. We don't deserve that. I don't deserve to make that much money. What could I possibly do with all of that money? I'm undeserving. Some of us reflect that story on others. That Warren Buffett doesn't deserve that much money. Elon Musk, what's he going to do with all that? He doesn't deserve it. Who's to say who deserves what? You know why Elon Musk makes that much money? It's his standard. It's what he believes he can do. Elon Musk doesn't ask. He does and he claims and he because he's the hero of his own life. And he doesn't even think about money, I guarantee it. I want Twitter. I'm going to buy it. Not because it's going to increase my portfolio. Not because of anything. Because I believe in free speech. Elon Musk vibrates in abundance. I believe I can create a really fast, really, really, really cool, whatever, sports car that's battery run. You can't do that. And he said, sure I can. I believe that I can fly a spaceship up and land it again. No, you can't. And he said, oh yeah, I can. Do you think he ever had a doubt? Of course not. And if he did, he probably acknowledged it and moved forward. You look at anybody else. Tony Robbins owns lots of companies. You think he ever stops and thinks, I can't do it anymore? No, because he vibrates in abundance. I'm sure there was a time in his life, as there is in everybody's life, where he questioned himself. But you know what he did? 
He stepped into his power, he accepted who he was, he shone lights on the dark parts, accepted the light parts, and he leveraged what he had. He, he knew, he knew in his heart of hearts that he was going to be successful. And you know that saying, fake it till you make it? That's attracting and vibrating an energy before you have it because your energy moves faster than you moves faster than reality and the longer you can vibrate in that energy if you can really actually do it you will get there and I know that I sound like a crazy person I know that I sound like I'm preaching crazy things but at the very least what's going to happen to you if you try I'm encouraging you to try I'm encouraging you to try so that you can move to a better place and you can laugh and we can laugh together because you know that I'm not crazy because abundance comes from your own belief. You control your destiny. You control who you are. Nobody else. Nobody gets to dictate any part of your life but you any longer. Because you're not a child and you're not a victim and you're not trapped. And if you are a child and you are a victim and you are trapped, you are not. That is not your reality. The majority of people, at least the people listening to this, are safe you're safe that's important you're never going to move forward if you don't feel safe people take that for granted you are safe you are well and you are the creator of your destiny so you need to figure out what you want because once you do that that's the hardest part you just have to attract it into your life and step into exactly what you want you don't have to know exactly how to do it you don't have to know exactly any of that. I'm trying to embody play, right? I really want to embody play. I'm looking left and right of me at who's a master at play. And look at that. I've surrounded myself with masters of play. Not consciously. Not consciously. Subconsciously. Do you think that I desire to play? Do you think I attract play? Of course I do. That's why it's all around me. I've chosen to see it though. You're not saying, don't look a gift horse in the mouth, right? You can essentially have something right in front of you and not do anything about it and choose not to see it. You tell yourself stories all day long, whether you like it or not. I could easily tell myself this story. Everybody around me is amazing at play. I'm not. I'll never be good at it. That's not the story I'm telling myself. Everybody around me is amazing at play. I have beautiful teachers surrounding me who can teach me. They're right at my fingertips. I've attracted them to me and I will learn from them and I will embody play very soon. And that's how that works. Look around you. See what's around you. You have built the life you are living in. If it is not a life that you love, it is not where you want to be. If it's not a life that you're proud of, you have the power to change all of that. It's your choice. You get to tell yourself stories. This isn't BS. This is like actual science. The stories that you tell yourself are the house that you live in. That is your reality. If you choose to sell yourself poor stories about your relationship, about your friendships, about the town you live in, about the money you're making, about your childhood, about an experience you're having, about something you can or cannot do, that will become your reality. That's your house you now live in because you've decided. You write your story. 
That's what I mean. If you're going to choose to write your story and say, I can't, I can't, I can't, I don't have, I can't have, I don't deserve, I will not, I cannot, you will live in scarcity because that's the story that you're writing for yourself. That's your choice, even if you don't want that to be your choice consciously. If those are the stories you're telling yourself, and that's the place that you're living in. I'll never be happy. I'm always sad. Always and nevers aren't real, right? You say, if you find yourself saying, I'll use myself as an example. I play sometimes, and I think to myself, I'm a fraud, And right after I think to myself, I'm a fraud, you know what I tell myself? No, you're not. You're playing right now. You feel like a fraud and that's okay. It won't feel like this forever. That's what something feels like when you're new. You feel, we call it, we call it, I feel like a fraud or I call it, I feel like a fraud when you're new at something, when you're an adult. But when you're a kid, you never think that. You think, oh, I'm learning. And you have all this this room in front of you to learn, right? And there's all of this room to learn. And you're learning and you're learning. But for some reason, when you're an adult and you're learning, and it's not sort of in the escape of school or certification or, or, or this land to learn, it's like, oh, I'm failing. I'm a fraud. I have imposter syndrome. People are judging me. I'm judging me. No, you're just learning a new skill. You're not going to be good at it at first. And you don't have to be. You don't need to be good at it. You just need to keep trying. That goes for every single thing in life. You just need to keep trying. Not everyone is dealt a fair hand. Not everyone is dealt the same hand. Some of us start life far behind others. That's okay. You get to write your own story. You're not a victim. And the more we go through and we do things like cancel culture, which is a vibration of negativity and victimhood, we're perpetuating that. That's why Mother Teresa would not go to an anti-war rally. She would go to a peace rally. It's the same reason. That's somebody who understands energy, right? So if you want to embody success... You need to vibrate success. You need to tell your story of success. You have a place of scarcity if that's where you're starting. Begin to counter your stories with the truth. If it's hard for you to find the truth, look around. The ground is flat. The desk is gray. The wall is white. The curtains are linen. Those are all true. Then start to move forward with I feel like a fraud, not I am a fraud. I feel unsafe, not I am unsafe. There's room for both at the same time. There is room for both at the same time. You can tell yourself two stories at once. And while you're telling yourself the counter story, you're going to feel not so great, not like a professional. That's okay you're learning come to life with a child's mind that is also play come ready to learn life is going to teach you things it is your choice if you would like to listen and learn if you want to have impact on the world on other people and live your dreams you have to step into your power 
and vibrate the frequency of what you desire. You do not have to know how to get there. You don't. You have to trust that you will. And that is it. I know that sounds crazy. All right. I've been preachy. I hope that you understand whether your value set is, is I use the example of play. I, I made a case for why play is important and how to come to life with, with play as a value. If you are coming with a child's mind and you value play, when you come to these hard times in life and you're choosing to step into your own destiny and your own life, when it is hard, if you remember to play, if you remember that it's okay to not be perfect, you remember to smile and laugh and vibrate in that frequency, it will not only feel lighter and easier and gentler, you will be able to embody and vibrate at a higher frequency and you will be able to find abundance. Huh? Does that make sense? I hope so. All right. It's been 25 minutes of me ranting. I love you all so much. Thank you for today. I will talk with you soon. We did it. We posted on a Tuesday. We'll see you on Thursday. Till next time. Mwah! We'll catch you later. Well, folks, that's the end. Don't turn it off yet because I'm about to tell you how to join the community and the conversation. And that's important as a human being, you know what I mean? You can find us on the Instagrams at mindfulmove.co or our website, www.mindfulmove.co. There's no .com. That's the end because we're clever around here. I hope you have a beautiful day. I wish you nothing but the best. My soul honors yours and we'll catch you next time.